What's going on everybody? This is Mike and welcome to a special Game Break episode of People Playing Games. These are going to be a series of bonus episodes that let us do something a little bit different. Some weeks I'll be talking about what's happening in gaming and kind of analyze the latest news. Other weeks I'll be doing some weird experiments and uh, this is definitely one of those experiments. As the first Game Break I've decided to do something kind of narcissistic and just talk about myself for a little bit which sounds kind of silly, but I am the host of the show and I figure it might be good for you guys to get to know me if you haven't yet. So uh, very much like I do for my guests, I'm just kind of going to go through my personal history with gaming and my career and how I got here now. Uh, I figure it's a good idea, you know, this way if people ever ask me how I got into journalism or how I got into podcasting, I could kind of just show them this episode because... A, I'm extremely lazy, and B, talking to real humans is hard and terrifying. Oh, and by the way, if you hear any snoring in the background, that's my dog Marie. Um, that's something we'll all just have to deal with. She's really cute, so I hope you guys don't mind. So, a quick overview of me and what I do. Uh, obviously, I am Mike Andronico. Uh, Career-wise, I am currently an editor at a technology website called Tom's Guide, where I do all sorts of different things. I primarily cover video games and tech, uh, and that involves doing a lot of news and reviews and features myself, uh, as well as assigning stuff, doing all types of different managerial things, I'm kind of all over the place, um, and we'll get into kind of how I got there pretty soon. Uh, but that's the gist of what I do. Uh, I'm an editor at a tech site, which is a lot of fun, and I'm going to kind of walk you guys through all the little steps that got me there. And outside of work, I obviously do this podcast. I obviously play a ton of games. Uh, fighting games are definitely my thing. I am a huge fighting game junkie, a uh, a big FGC follower, uh, keeping up with the latest tournaments. And uh, in fact, I used to have a fighting game channel back in the day, which we'll also talk about. So that's me in a nutshell. Uh, we'll get into the nitty gritty soon. And much like I do with my guests, uh, I'm going to go through our first segment of the show, which is first favorite worst. I'm going to talk about my first game, my favorite game, and what I think is the worst game that I've ever played. So first game, this is a little tricky because the first game I ever played was probably something on the NES. And my memories of that time were just so hazy. I was so young. I was born in 89. So uh, the Super NES was really the first console generation that I have vivid memories of playing. And that's the console that really shaped my taste in games, which I think is true for you know, a lot of people my age. And uh, I vividly remember playing a ton of different stuff on that console, but nothing stands out like Street Fighter 2. And it's interesting because Street Fighter 2 is responsible not only for my love of fighting games. Obviously, it's still one of the best games. It still holds up incredibly well today. Uh, it's also the first game I started becoming really interested in the backstories of the characters in the game, which sounds really funny to say about Street Fighter 2, but I remember just sitting there at the attract screen where it would play the different character bios, and I was like, oh, that's cool, that's Ryu's birthday, that's Chun-Li's job, that's Guile's favorite food. It was I became weirdly interested in the stuff, and I must have been, I don't know, six or seven years old. Um, but for some reason, I was just fascinated to learn about these characters, and it obviously didn't hurt that the game was a lot of fun to play. I had two older brothers, and they had friends over all the time, so we were always all playing Street Fighter. Uh, of course, as a little brother, I didn't get to play as much as I liked. That you know that changed when we were older, obviously. Uh, but yeah, so that's the first game I really have significant memories of that I'll, that I'll always remember and definitely shaped my taste today. Favorite game. 
This is hard because it goes back and forth between Mass Effect 2 and basically a handful of different fighting games that I would, I would easily call my favorite game. But for the purpose of this show, I'm going to say Mass Effect 2. And the reason for that, you know, Mass Effect is easily my favorite kind of traditional story-based video game franchise. Love that world, love those characters. And like I was just saying, with Street Fighter, if, if that's the game that got me interested in character backstories, Mass Effect 2 is the game that taught me how much I could really love and grow to care about the well-being of all these all these fictional virtual characters um, because the roster of that game is just incredible and that's the I think the most attached I've ever gotten to a cast of characters uh, so much so that I kind of cheated at the end of that game and and read a detailed walkthrough of how to keep everyone alive during the suicide mission just you know not because I wanted a certain achievement or anything but just I, I really cared about those characters that was really important to me um, so that's a game where you know I I don't play a ton of big RPGs at all uh, Mass Effect and KOTOR and a few other things are exceptions but that's a game where I did pretty much everything you could possibly do every side quest every loyalty mission obviously um, I just played the hell out of it and I fell so in love with that world I was just it was beautiful it was fun to play it was so so immersive um, so as far as just your, your typical kind of story-based video game Mass Effect 2 is still the benchmark for me um, definitely my favorite series I'm still kind of halfway through Andromeda have some mixed feelings but I, I'm glad I'm glad we still have Mass Effect today because Mass Effect is great and worst game this is really hard because Believe it or not, I don't have too many memories of playing games where I was like, this is just complete garbage. Uh, I need to throw this in the trash. I'm generally kind of easy on games, which is kind of bad to say as someone who writes about them. Um, but I guess I just, growing up, I don't have many memories of playing things I hated. Um, as far as some specific examples, I mean, we had a ton of those licensed movie games for the Super Nintendo and some were good. I mean, obviously, like Super Star Wars, uh, Lion King was pretty good. But then we also had like Home Alone and Wayne's World. And I remember enjoying those games, but I also was a little kid. And if I went back to them today, they probably would be pretty bad. Uh, I also was very disappointed in most of the recent Spider-Man games to come out. Uh, because ever since Spider-Man 2, I just wanted a Spider-Man, you know, another Spider-Man 2. And... I thought we were going to get that with the the games based on the Amazing Spider-Man series, you know, the Andrew Garfield movies, and those games were just very disappointing. You know, they had the open world stuff that I wanted, but it's just the writing was bad, the graphics were bad, the fighting was clunky, everything was bad. Um, so those are some examples of probably the worst games ever. They're probably, there are way worse ones out there, but I guess it, in my free time, I, I've always managed to seek out games that I like um, more often than I don't like. And with that out of the way, I guess it's time to go into my origin story. So, you know, I have the typical background of anyone that's remotely involved in video games now. I grew up loving games, uh, playing everything. Like I said, I had two older brothers, so that shaped my interest in gaming a lot. I, uh, But it wasn't until very later in life that I realized I had a passion for writing about them. Uh, which is funny because I read EGM every month, and I, once video game websites became a thing, I read those things voraciously it was in I, reading about games shaped me you know as much as writing about them um so as far as how i got to where i'm at now interestingly enough i didn't really become interested in journalism until i decided to major in it in college uh, which is funny because i took a journalism class in high school absolutely hated it had an awful teacher 
Uh, but towards the end of high school, I got this idea that I want to be a music journalist. Uh, I was obsessed with music. I was very, very involved in my local neighborhood's kind of punk and hardcore scene. And I loved going to shows. I loved writing music. And I became interested in, in writing. So the two things just felt like they would fit perfectly together. So I went to SUNY Purchase up in Westchester, New York, and I decided I was going to be a journalism major. And that was a fantastic experience. I mean, um, they had a fantastic journalism program, which was really cool because they're known for being an art school. But they really I took so many classes there that just kind of put me out there on campus and, and said, hey, you're going to write this story. You're going to interview these people. It was incredibly hands on. Um which I feel really lucky to have had a good college experience like that and, and not going to a bunch of classes that, you know, ended up being meaning, meaningless to me. Obviously, there was that stuff, too. You know, every other subject besides journalism and English I was pretty bad at. Um, but I found the one thing I was good at, and I just I kept hammering away. So, you know, I, I, I did the journalism thing in college. I got involved with my school newspaper. Uh, I, I wrote a ton of concert and album reviews i kind of reviewed whatever weird indie rock cds that labels would send us because that's just how badly i want to write about music and it was it was a really fun time i did a lot of cool stuff and i'm definitely proud of what i accomplished in college i'm very i feel super lucky that i actually picked the thing i liked right away as my major because that i feel like that rarely happens so super cool experience college graduation i did not have a journalism job lined up um, I knew what I wanted to do, be a music journalist, journalist uh, but I didn't quite see the openings that, that I wanted. So I kind of just went back to working the retail job I was working at, you know, in between semesters, uh, you know, back to living at home and just kind of figuring out what's next. And during this time is easily when I made the most important decisions and did the most important things that shaped where my career is at now, uh, because despite the fact that, yes, I was back working a retail job, I never stopped writing in my free time. Uh, I spent so much of my spare time writing, whether it was for personal blogs, uh, of a bunch of very small freelance gigs. I found a lot of sites like examiner.com, which were basically volunteer-based websites, but you can make a little bit of money if, if, your, site, if your story did really well, traffic-wise. Um, so I just did a ton of different stuff like that took every opportunity I could to write. I would review albums that I bought. Um, I would, you know, start writing about games I was playing. And that was another big transition. So coming home from college, you know, having the free time to play games again, I think that's when the passion started to shift from writing about music to writing about games. Um, so I started leaning into that as hard as I possibly could um, through just blog posts. And again, uh, I did various internships. And all types of different things to just constantly keep writing. And also during this time, I started a YouTube channel with my friend Natal called Fight Your Rival. And it was a channel and a blog completely dedicated to the fighting game community. We would go to tournaments and go to special events, do interviews with pro players. Uh, we would do kind of like a weekly news variety show and we'd do all, kind of, all kinds of silly skits. Um, and that lasted for a while. I mean, we Fight Your Rival started in 2012. Um, and it eventually evolved into a podcast and you know, we, we were putting content out all the way up until last year. Um, so you could definitely go back and check all that out. And it, it definitely changed over the years. It was, it went from being fighting game focused to just kind of a little bit of everything. Um, but as far as, you know, side projects and personal projects go, that one was super, super important to me. And it, it that, that gave me the experience and just the comfort being on camera and doing more video game writing that 
would go on to be really important. So we'll get to that later. So anyway, long story short, during this lull when I, I was back working retail, I kept super busy. Did a ton of stuff on the side. So uh, I eventually, I think it was late, maybe mid-2013, late 2013. Um, I'm sorry, 2012. So a year after graduation, I uh, got my first full-time gig writing for a kind of SEO marketing company. So not glamorous work at all. I mean, I was writing blog posts about mattresses and vending machines. Uh, nothing that was super exciting, uh, but it was a nine to five job and it was you know the first decent money I, w- I would really make uh, since graduating. So I did that. Um, I you know, was working all the, way in the, all the way in Brooklyn from the Bronx, which is a little brutal, but it was a cool experience. Um, the work itself was very mindless, but made a lot of good friends there. And again, never stopped writing on the side, never stopped doing my all these side projects and, and blogs and things that I had started in my free time. Uh, and then as far as what happened next, uh, where I got to the job I have now, uh, it was this really crazy culmination of just kind of all the connections I had made and all the different things I had done in this time where, you know, I didn't have my dream job yet, but I was still kind of grinding on the side. Um, so to kind of, to sum up a long story out of the many things I did when I was, uh, just still working retail and figuring out what to do. Uh, I took an internship at YRB magazine, um, who I'm not sure if they're actually still around anymore, but I was doing that, you know, they were kind of a lifestyle music, everything publication. So they were sending me to all different events and things like that. I went to this very small event for some kind of top-down arcade shooter, uh, and I met someone named Jeffrey Wilson, who's a senior editor at PC Mag, and we just kind of hit it off uh, because we were both fighting game guys, and we were both just big into gaming. And then a few months later, when I was looking to kind of beef up my portfolio, I noticed that Jeff had his own site on the side called 2DX.com, and I said, hey, you know, I'd love to, to volunteer some posts for you guys um, just because I really just want to keep writing for fun and wanted to just keep building up my my portfolio um so that's what i did we you know we, we kept in touch and i would contribute some stuff for a site just purely for fun uh and that's a whole separate discussion i mean you know working for free long story short you generally shouldn't work for free if you're if you're a, if you're trying to be a journalist um but what i will say is that anytime i did something unpaid you know i knew exactly what i was getting out of it i i never went into an unpaid internship or a volunteer gig thinking that, oh, if I do a good good enough job, they'll pay me. Uh, I always went in thinking, hey, I strictly want to do this because I want to write. This is what I'm doing for fun on my free time. So I'm going to try to do this, you know, on on a bigger platform. Uh, So maybe we'll talk about that later. But yeah, uh, about a year after I I met Jeff, I think uh, this was so at this point, I was working at the SEO company. And about a year later, he kind of emailed me out of the blue and he said, hey, uh, my previous employers at Laptop Magazine are are hiring. They're looking for a staff writer. And I wrote back saying, you know, I I don't have a ton of tech experience, but I'll give it a shot. I I almost considered saying no to the interview just because I didn't think I I had much of a chance. Um, But I decided to go through with it. And the interview happened and it ends up going super well um, because my prospective bosses at the time despite me not having much tech experience, A, they really liked my writing, which is the most important thing because you know you could teach someone a subject, but it's much harder to actually teach someone how to write. So they liked the quality of my writing and they really liked that I was doing stuff like Fight Your Rival, which I never thought that starting a fighting game YouTube channel would 
help land me a gig at a tech website, but they really liked that I was taking initiative and just kind of producing all this content on my own and, you know, just creating a brand pretty much. Um, so things worked out. They hired me. And at this point, uh, I was a staff writer at Laptop Magazine, um, which later became the Laptop Magazine, sorry, the Laptop Magazine team ended up kind of being fused with the team at Tom's Guide, uh, who was just being brought into the same media company. And, you know, Tom's Guide is a more general, just everything, you know, all types of tech, games, everything. And over the years, I have uh, worked my way up to becoming kind of one of the lead editors there. And now I'm doing everything from, you know, writing reviews and features to managing freelancers and, and editing stories and doing a lot of a lot of things where I, I kind of help manage the site in a lot of ways. So uh, it's been a super cool journey. Uh, you know, this all happens over the course of about four years. I started there in 2013. So I've really gotten to uh, jump into a lot of different things and get my hands in a lot in, into a lot of different um, sides of, of the team and of the website uh, in the time I've been there, which has been super exciting. So that's basically my journey from a... Uh, you know, a college graduate with no job working in retail to, uh, to someone who's, you know, one of, one of the main editors at, at a fairly big technology website. And I, I like to, I like to tell this story, not because it's, you know, not to brag because I'm not, I'm no internet celebrity, you know, I'm not, I'm not this, this well, well-known tech or games journalist, but I think it's, a, I, I do like to remind people that, you know, you can get the job you want uh if you're willing to grind things out and and stay dedicated to it and you know not to get discouraged if you graduate college and you don't have the your ideal job right away because most people don't very few people i graduated with had that you know had that dream job that they wanted um so it's you know if you're not working at the place that you want to be working at just keep doing the thing you love most uh in your free time and you very you very may sorry, and you you might get rewarded for it someday um i feel like uh michael martin from yahoo esports the first guest we had uh, on our very first episode of people playing games i mean his his story is a prime example of that he uh he didn't get into journalism really till much later in his life and he was working full-time and kind of doing freelance on the side and that that turned into freelancing full-time and that turned into you know yahoo reaching out to him and asking him him to be kind of the lead fighting games guy for their esports site so it really you know don't you just you can't rest on your laurels you know if, if you really want something whether whether you want to be a journalist or a musician like use your free time to constantly get better at your craft because it will pay off um you know people will notice uh so that's yeah that's really my story um once again big takeaway just never stop doing your thing so if I were interviewing someone right now, I would usually end the chat by asking, you know, who who inspires them and what they have next for the future. So I guess for me, uh, I have way too many inspirations to name. It's mostly games media people because um, there are just so many awesome ones. Uh, just as for some specific shout outs, uh, definitely Greg Miller and the guys at Kind of Funny. Um, just the way they were able to break off from, you know, being part of one of the biggest game sites in the world to starting this really cool personality driven thing. Uh, that's been super inspiring. And just the way, just Greg in, in particular, the way he's always able to stay so positive and so energetic all the time. Um, you know, as someone who's doing more on air work and, and trying to be a, a little bit more of a personality that has been super inspiring. 
I'm a huge fan of Ryan McCaffrey at IGN, uh, particularly for his IGN Unfiltered show, uh, where you know he does monthly interviews with game developers and really gets deep into their history. So, I mean, that's the most obvious inspiration out there because now I'm doing an interview show of my own. Uh, so, honestly, the li- the list can go on and on. Uh, particularly when it comes to just there's so many people doing great work all over every you know facet of games media whether it's traditional sites like otaku and polygon or just i think there's people doing amazing original things on youtube and twitch um so both of those people inspire me equally when it comes to both writing and just kind of you know making making video and podcast content and yeah as far as the future for me um i i hope to just keep kind of advancing in this career as far as i can uh i mean i'm in a great place right now um, I work for a really cool company and they treat me really well. I get to travel a lot. You know, I get to go to things like CES and E3 and, and meet, meet all kinds of amazing people, see all kinds of amazing stuff. Um, so kind of my, my biggest focus right now is the show that you're listening to. This is completely a passion project, something I do on the side, but I, I really want to grow it as much as possible and, and get really cool guests that people want to listen to. So that's definitely uh, the immediate future for me, just turning trying to turn people playing games into something really cool that people really really can't wait to listen to every week and that's it yeah it's kind of weird it's hard to end a podcast when you're the only one on it uh so i guess uh, this is as good a time as any to wrap things up thank you guys so much for listening to my story and hearing me ramble for however long it's been uh you have been listening to people playing games definitely follow us on twitter at ppg podcast at this point, we should be on every podcast service out there. So please check us out there. Leave a review. Download the episodes for free. Tell your friends and give me feedback. Tell me what you didn't like. Uh, that's that's super important because I really want to make the show as good as it could possibly be. And once again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in.